Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Max. Do you ever have those days where you just do not want to get out of bed? You hit snooze on your alarm over and over and finally drag yourself out of bed, only to then drag yourself through the rest of the day and count down the minutes until it's over. In this episode, we're talking about feeling stagnant and what you can do to get back on your feet and stay motivated. Welcome to the Dealing With It podcast. If you feel like you're on the stationary bike of life and can't get off, this show's for you. We'll help you ditch your counterproductive habits, build rewarding relationships, and set goals you'll actually reach. Whether you're a workaholic or just getting by, we'll help you get out of your own way and create a life you love. Are you ready to start dealing with it? So what does it mean to feel stuck? I've talked about before how I believe life is about growth and making progress and not so much about the pursuit of happiness. And as humans, we love the feeling of growth. We love feeling like we're progressing. We love the feeling of achievement. And when we don't feel like we're making progress or we're not enjoying the progress we're making, we can start to feel unfulfilled and unhappy and stuck. Yeah, I can definitely relate to this. I think this is where I feel the most stuck is when I didn't achieve my to-do list for today or even my to-do list for the week. I didn't get to something that I wanted to get to. This is where I definitely feel stuck and stagnant and I kind of get into the mindset of like, okay, well, should I even try? Like now I feel behind, like I'm starting a new week. Like, and it just is so easy to snowball. Whereas like, in reality, it was only really one task. It's not the end of the world. I'm definitely not someone who tends to get stuck for very long. Um, anyone around me will tell you that, but I definitely do get stuck sometimes and I know the feeling of how frustrating it can be. Totally. And I think one very difficult thing that we, and especially you, I think struggle with is feeling like our fulfillment is linked to our productivity, like how much you get done in a day correlates to how happy you feel with that day. Because to make progress, you feel like you need to be doing productive things. And that is a big thing in our society where we're very much about being driven and getting stuff done, making stuff happen. Like it's all about the productivity. And it's really important to not just be productive all the time. But I know for me, especially when I was, you know, sort of in the pits of depression, the thing that I learned was being productive was important to me. But I think we're kind of on opposite sides of the spectrum, which is like, I need to be a certain level of productive to feel good. And then I can spend more time relaxing, but you need to spend more time relaxing and less time being productive. I need to feel productive and then so I can relax kind of thing. Like I need to earn the relaxation, which is definitely something that I'm working on. Um, feeling stuck for me usually surrounds school because I am in naturopathic medical school. It's a heavy, heavy course load. It's very easy to get behind, but it can also manifest in like a lot of different situations, a lot of different ways of feeling stuck. So it can be a job, a relationship, school, like I mentioned, or a whole combination of things. Absolutely. Like you might feel trapped by a situation that you're in. You might feel overwhelmed or you might just have a general sense of tiredness and apathy towards life, which is basically how I felt for like years, you know, in between the end of high school and in my degree. That was basically how I felt all the time. And I think a big part of that 
was because I, I felt like I wasn't making progress towards anything or I wasn't making progress towards the things I actually wanted to make progress towards and I didn't feel fulfilled. So it just felt like everything was too much. And at a certain point, I felt like I just kind of gave up. Totally. Like, so another way of feeling stuck is like, you might feel like you're stuck in failure, like kind of the world is against you. You can't achieve what you want to achieve. Or you might feel like you're always behind, like you try and try, but the world keeps kicking you while you're down and you just can't get back up. God, I absolutely felt like that too. We're talking about like the dark years Mm -hmm. for me of, but you know, and that kind of goes back to what we talked about in the personal responsibility episode of, it can be really hard. You can get into the mindset of like victimhood and feel like the world is against you. And so you stop trying and then the world feels like it's kicking you more and it becomes sort of a vicious cycle of being stuck. Totally. So some things to look out for is how manageable does your life feel? Are you looking forward to things in the near future? And I think like you said, that was a big thing for you when you were pursuing a degree. You didn't necessarily feel overly passionate towards or I mean, working towards a career in that field anyways. Yeah, I think that's also a huge thing right now with the pandemic because the future feels so uncertain that it's hard to feel like you can look forward to things. You know, I, I remember talking to someone lately who, you know, planned for her 30th birthday to go like hiking the Appalachian Trail or whatever, and that fell through and she was really disappointed. And it's like, that's fair. It's hard to plan for things like that because of the state the world is in. Another one you wanna look for, especially now, is do you feel supported by the people around you? It is so important to have a good support system because it can be really easy to feel like when you're stuck, you're also alone. Like, who do you reach out to when you're in that state? Totally. In addition, um, this is something we've kind of encountered just living together lately is other people around you might be able to, you know, pull you up out of this rut and support you in ways that aren't necessarily helping you progress towards something, but they could support you in like, making you a meal, you know, acts of service kind of thing, just to help you get out of that. Not to mention just the energy. I'm like twice as productive when I'm in the same room as you. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Like push, it could be pushing you towards your goals, but it also could be something as small as giving you a hug or making you a meal. Yeah. Um, Another thing to look out for is, do you feel like you have the power to change your circumstances? Yeah, that again, I think is... One that's important to be aware of, especially with everything going around with the pandemic. There's a lot of things we do not have control over. And it's important to realize what you do have control over and to feel like you have control over some things. If you feel like you have absolutely no control, then no wonder you feel stuck. You can't change anything in that headspace. Exactly. And that's so hard because, of course, we can't control all the circumstances that we're in. So sometimes that is a huge factor in people feeling stuck. Another thing you can look into is your habits when you're feeling stuck to kind of just to identify like what's going on with me right now. So do you feel like you're getting lazier or putting less effort in than usual? And this is something I actually kind of encountered this past week. I'm transitioning out of my part-time job that I quit. And if you haven't listened to our last episode about limiting beliefs and quitting our jobs, then you should to know kind of why we both decided to randomly quit our jobs. But I'm transitioning out of that and into putting more work into my business, but 
I haven't quite set myself a schedule, so I had a bit more free time, and I honestly just felt like I was dragging my feet. I was scrolling social media, which is something else you can look for in your habits. So like, are you more easily distracted, spending more time on things like mindless scrolling of social media, you know? Like, are you just literally dragging your ass? And that's kind of an indicator to me that when I feel like I'm just straight up wasting time, like, you're not being productive, but you're also not allowing yourself to relax yet. You know, those filler things like that can definitely be an indicator that you're feeling stuck. Absolutely. I think that's a really hard space to be in that like space where you're not feeling good. You're not being productive. You're not doing anything to take care of yourself. You're just doing that sort of mindless time passing stuff. The last point we had here is to look at, are you staying up later than usual? Is it hard to get to sleep and get yourself out of bed? And do you hit snooze a bunch of times. And this is one I actually have been feeling lately. I've also been going through because of the job thing and some other stuff, pivoting what I want to do. I've been in a weird transition state where I'm like not feeling as great about things. And I have definitely been staying up later. And I think what's really important about looking at your habits is it can be easy to just be like, okay, well, I'm just like not doing enough. I'm just being lazy. But it's like, we aren't that that's it doesn't work like that. We aren't just lazy. If if you're feeling like you're getting less done with the same amount of effort, it's because something else is at play. It's not just some sort of personal fault. Mhm. It's there's usually like a root cause of it, right? Like laziness. You're not just lazy. Usually there's something underneath that that's causing you to be lazy. But I echo um your feeling of you're staying up a little later and not really wanting to get out of bed lately too because We kind of talked about this when we were brainstorming for this episode, but staying up later is kind of like your retreat from everyday life. It's like time doesn't exist when you're about to go to bed, like you're scrolling social media, you're chatting with friends, whatever, you're on your screen. And I feel like it's just like an escape. You don't want to go to bed yet because you're not excited for the next day. And then that same energy comes when you're trying to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, I absolutely agree. This is something I definitely experienced now, but I experienced it like way worse when I was in those those dark years of like, I would stay up till like five in the morning because I didn't want to deal with the next day. And like Lindsay was saying, it's like there was this kind of golden time where it's like past like 10 o'clock, I no longer felt the responsibility and the guilt of like, I should be doing things. Mm-hmm. And it was the only time I felt like I could actually relax. And because I was just in a shitty way, I wanted to make that time last for as long as possible. So I stayed up till ungodly hours. Totally. I think we actually hit the jackpot with that one. Like I, that's not something I ever thought about, but when you're staying up later, you're not serving your like tomorrow self. And that probably means that you're not inspired, fulfilled by your everyday life. So that's something definitely to think about if you're feeling a bit stuck. So now we're going to talk about why do we feel stuck? And I wanted to point out, we kind of said this before, but the reason we're talking about this topic is because we're both feeling like this in some way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been feeling like this for the past couple weeks, just because I've also been, you know, in that sort of transition period. Um, So why do we feel stuck? One reason is a lack of motivation. And this is a, a hard one. So this is not wanting to do things, even if you are working towards a goal or something. And the really hard thing about lacking motivation is it can be a lot of different factors because some of the other things we're going to talk about, I have, like, I know the direction I want to go and I have been making progress, but I still have been feeling like 
I don't want to do things. And I do think it's because there are other stressors in my life that don't have to do with what I actually want to do. It's a little bit of a lot of things. So that's one of those times you have to sort of look at stuff across the board. Yeah. So just, I mean, even looking at health here for a second, like if you're diet's not really great, you're not fueling your body properly, you're not going to have the energy, or maybe you're battling with food intolerances, which we can relate to all too well, that just make you feel awful, or you just started your period, it's day one, like, those are very valid reasons to lack motivations. And like Max was saying, it's multifactorial, so it's really hard to pinpoint, which is super, super frustrating. But we just want to let you know that we're right there with you. This is totally a human thing to feel, and we're going to give you some strategies at the end of this episode to deal with feeling stuck and lack of motivation on top of other things. So another reason why we feel stuck is lack of progress. So feeling like you're working towards something, but not getting the outcomes you want. Like you're possibly like working your ass off, but seeing no results. Totally. And I think we have both felt this in some ways because we're trying to build our own businesses and there's a lot of trial and error and trying things and seeing very little results, no matter how much hard work you put into it. And that, you know, requires frequent pivoting and trying new things. And so it can be really easy to feel stuck when you're trying multiple things and you don't feel like anything is working. Yeah. And I just wanted to point out here, something we talked about in our goal setting episode is you might feel lack of progress because your goals are just too big and you haven't broken them down into bite-sized pieces. So you're not able to check off those daily or weekly tasks. You've just been working your ass off to something that's going to happen in a couple months. And so you're not seeing the progress that way and you just feel super demoralized. Another one is lack of direction. So not feeling like you are working towards a goal, you know, feeling lost, floating, scattered in your life. And again, this is something I felt for a very long time, like up until last year, maybe I felt like I had a really vague direction, but I only sort of recently really picked a direction. And I keep picking new directions, but that's okay, because as long as I'm working in a direction, then we're going that way. Mm Mm-hmm. Another thing I think people encounter like when they're feeling stuck is fear of judgment. Like, okay, you have your direction. You want to just freaking chase after your dreams, but you're feeling hindered by what other people think of you. Like it might be that they think it's unrealistic. Like, no, you can't quit your nine to five. What are you thinking? It's like silly or even selfish maybe. Totally. This is a huge one I think people worry about. And it's really hard to overcome. And I think it's just one of those things you have to overcome over and over again. And it does get easier, but it's like, I know that I still feel that way about stuff. And another one to build off the the fear theme, because we love the fear theme, is fear of failure. So similarly, you want to go after your dreams, but you feel hindered by the possibility that you could fail or that you could let yourself down or let other people down. You might lose money, time, respect, all that sort of stuff. And again, those are kind of things that you will encounter again and again in life. So the sooner you develop strategies for working towards them, the better, because you don't just stop being afraid of failure. You just learn to handle it better. 
Totally. You said so, and I just wanted to be like, so buckle up, y'all. This is life. (laughs) (laughs) The last reason why we might be feeling stuck is overwhelm. So we're faced with too many options, too many tasks, not knowing where to begin. I definitely feel this way in med school sometimes. Like, what task do I even start with today? Yeah, I also think, you know, I think I read an article sometime lately talking about how One of the big problems we have being humans and having so many choices and being aware of our mortality is we have FOMO about like everything. Like there's always so many things we could do. Like you are never going to be able to get to every single hobby you wanted to do or every single thing on your bucket list. Like that's just not how life works. And it can feel paralyzing to be like, well, what if you know, I don't get to do these things? Or what if I miss out? God, I feel that so often. So we talked about what it means to feel stuck and why we feel stuck. So now how do we get unstuck? So something that we can do is identify what the block is. So ask yourself, like, what is stopping me and what is keeping me from moving forward? And be open to any answers. This is something that we like to bounce off each other a lot. Like if I say, you know, I'm feeling like I haven't worked on this project for a while, Max will ask me, well, what's stopping you? And my answer today was, well, I haven't made my weekly schedule, so I don't know like when I'm getting all my schoolwork done, so therefore I don't know when I can get my business projects done. So it's a really interesting way of framing it. So you can be like, okay, how am I preventing my own getting unstuckness, and that is a technical term. (laughs) You know, one thing I do as I become more and more emotionally literate is when something is bothering me, I kind of go through this checklist of things I know can bother me. And then I'm like, how does this feel? Does this feel like this is the block? And then I can work from there. So we're going to go through some things that might be blocking you. And, you know, just if you're feeling stuck right now, you can use this to take each one and sort of sit with it and say to yourself, is this what I'm feeling? So first of all, is it fear? Do you worry about failing or being judged? And If this is what it is, you may need to sort of dig deep and sit with this for a while. And you don't need to think about moving past the fear immediately. You just need to identify it. Because as we talked about, dealing with fear is not about getting rid of the fear. It's feeling it and doing things anyway. And another thing you can do with this is if you haven't listened to our episode on limiting beliefs, you totally should because exploring your limiting beliefs can be really enlightening here. You know, you might believe that if you do something and you don't make a lot of money, you're a failure, but that is not true. And you need to identify these things in yourself and let them go so you can move forward through the fear of failing or being judged. Yeah. And if it isn't fear, then ask yourself, do you feel overwhelmed? And I know this feeling all too well because my to-do list is never ending and it often feels paralyzing. Like, like you can't breathe, like you can't move, like it is all consuming. So if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel that way, take a breather, look at your big old to-do list or your planner or your sticky note and prioritize your tasks and do less if possible. And That's something that's really hard for me because I just want to do it all. But by doing less and clearing the unnecessary, kind of meaningless, fluffy tasks off your list, you will feel so much better. Yeah. And along with that, I think it's really important to ask, 
is this something that needs to be done at all? And is this something that needs to be done right now? Because often we're feeling constant pressure to do things that we could absolutely put off for a week or a month or whatever. You know, you only have so much time. So you need to be ruthless with your to-do list and only do what's most important and most urgent. Another thing to consider is, do you lack clarity? Like, do you feel lost? Do you feel like you don't really know what to do next? I definitely feel this way with my business projects right now. I have a couple of things on the go and I haven't broken it down, but I also feel like it's all new to me. So I don't necessarily know all of the steps and I don't really know where to start with something. And that can feel super restrictive to your progress. So something that you can do here is Identify your goals, so you can listen to our goal setting episode where we talk about that a lot, how to break down larger goals into smaller goals. They need to be measurable so that you know when you'll reach them. And then you wanna break them down into small actionable steps that you actually have control over. So we talk a little bit more about this in our goal setting episode. And you wanna set a deadline for getting the first step done. I was having a bit of trouble today and Max prompted me and she's like, so when is that gonna be done? So when is that gonna be done? And while it was annoying initially, <laughs> it was very helpful. Yeah, I think like when you're feeling, you know, lost and overwhelmed, like you don't know what to do next in terms of, you know, not having direction, the absolute best you could, thing you can do is to establish what the next step is and make it, so it's something, as Lindsay was saying, you know when you're gonna reach it and then set a deadline for yourself to get it done. And then you're one step closer. And then if you still feel like that, set the next you know, thing that's gonna take you one week or one day to do. Just focus on the little things if you feel like you're lost. As we talked about before, lack of motivation can be a big one too. So I like to ask myself, how would it feel to get this task done? If you focus more on how it's going to feel after than how ugh, it's going to feel to do it, you're more likely to do it. Yeah, I think we really amp ourselves up for how annoying it's going to be or how long it's going to take you. And I think that process takes way longer or takes way more energy than actually doing it. And God, it feels so good to finally get that task done that's been sitting on your to-do list for a week. Another thing you can do is to look at how this task is going to further your goals. So this can even be something like if you're in a job that you don't love, but you're saving money from that job while you work towards school or another job, that is still furthering your goals, even if it's not something that feels great in the moment of doing it. And a really important one to go with this is do your goals fill you with excitement? If you have goals that don't excite you, then it doesn't matter how much things are furthering your goals. You're not going to get excited about it. Yeah, and you also want to look at the environment that you're in. Do you maybe just have a lack of support? Do you feel like you're alone in your goals or aspirations? And do the people around you bring you down or lift you up? For me, it's so important to have like-minded people or people who are interested in business to bounce ideas off of and be like, yeah, that's a great idea. Or like ask me questions that I may not have thought of. Community is so important. You may have heard before that you're kind of like an amalgamation of the five people you spend the most time with. And in terms of energy, this is definitely true. If you always hang out with people who aren't making progress toward their goals and always have excuses why they can't, you're gonna start feeling like that too, or you might feel totally valid feeling like that. Whereas if you surround yourself with people who are productive, who are going after their dreams, who have big plans, then you'll be swept away with that energy even when you don't necessarily feel like that on your own, maybe when you're feeling a little low. Totally. 
And I think we have a nice dynamic in that sense too. Lastly, you also want to look at environmental factors because it's important that your environment is conducive to your success. If you're always stuck in, you know, a house that's really loud with people around all the time, then of course it's harder for you to get work done because you don't have quiet time. This can also be something like your room's a mess and you just don't feel productive because your space isn't, you know, clean and organized. I definitely don't feel productive when I have a pile of laundry or my desk is a mess with notes everywhere. So definitely take into account the environment that you're in when you're feeling stuck. Yeah, and I think you need to be aware of your moods and stuff like that too. Like I definitely uh, experienced the seasonal affective disorder and it's winter right now. So as you can imagine, it's even harder for me to get stuff done. And I just have to be aware of that and accommodate that and not expect more from myself than I have to give. Productivity is at an all time low. (laughs) It absolutely is. We made bread though. (laughs) So finally, my favorite section is how do we find and maintain motivation? I am Miss Motivation. Um, (laughs) My friends lately asked me how the heck I stay so driven and productive. And I think you've been asking yourself this for the 22 years of life. (laughs) And so let's jump right into it. So first of all, community, like we were just saying, is so incredibly important. So something that I did when I was trying to decide whether I wanted to go into naturopathic medicine is talk to people who are doing what you want to do or find a mentor. Like call or grab a coffee with someone who's achieved the things that you want to achieve, who is working in your dream field, who bought a house at age 22. Like ask them how they got to where they are, what they wish they knew, like when they were where I'm at. Like it's so valuable. Like people are such valuable resources. I agree. And this can be definitely something that's intimidating to be like, oh my God, that's a person who's achieved the thing I want to achieve. They're so cool. But in my experience, every time I've reached out to someone to talk about, you know, how they got to where they are, they were more than happy to talk about it and more than happy to encourage me on my path. So, you know, reach out, put yourself out there. Like people want to support you. I promise. Yeah, I absolutely echo that. Every experience I've had is has been great. And you got to remember, they're just people. And I bet you they were in your shoes too, wishing they had somebody to let them in on their experience. Another thing you can do is talk to people that are at the same stage as you and figure out how they're doing what they're doing. So it doesn't have to be somebody that like already achieved what you want to achieve, like we were just talking about. It can be someone at the same level as you. Like for example, me, it might be a classmate that looks like they have their shit together. And you know what? Just ask them. Like, girl, I see you showing up every week in tutorials so freaking prepared. You went through all the lecture notes. You know the paper we had to read front and back. Like, how the heck do you do it? Yeah, and I think this is one of those things where it's good to remember that you can learn something from everyone. So even if you feel like you have it together in one area, they might have some kind of tip or system for you that you're like, oh my God, that's like even better than the thing I was doing. So you just always want to be learning. And I think it's wonderful, especially if you can surround yourself with people who are on the same path as you. Like nobody gets your struggles like someone who is on the exact same path of you experiencing the same struggles. Mm -hmm. And never be too proud. And I definitely struggle with being too proud, but never be too proud to ask for help, to ask for advice. People are more than willing. And 
you know, like, I think we can get caught up in, oh my God, like, what are they going to think of me that, like, if I don't have my shit together and I'm asking for help? Like, no, that is not the case. Like, usually people are super supportive. Also, you can totally make really good friends by doing this. Like, it, it is really scary. It can be really scary to approach people and to ask things of them and to try to have connection with them. But it is so rewarding that it is worth the risk and it is worth working through your discomfort to reach out to other people. Mm -hmm. And another way to connect with people is to find an accountability buddy or an online community who are working towards the same goals as you are. So having someone that will like check in with you and lift you up on your down days is key for maintaining motivation. Yeah, I think like, I, I agree. It's it's especially great if you can have someone who's working towards the same stuff as you, but you don't even have to have someone who's working towards the same goals as you. If they just have that good energy and you can like meet up with them every week to be like, here, like I said, I was going to do this last week and I totally did it. Like, here's what went well, here's what didn't. And then they get to do the same thing. Like you just have the opportunity to lift each other up and stick to stuff because you're more likely to do stuff if you have to be accountable to someone else. Exactly. That's a great point. Like an accountability buddies or online communities can also be great for venting or bouncing ideas off of celebrating your victories just because like they've been there with you through it and they know how hard you've worked. I just want to point out at this stage. So this this section of our notes and of the podcast is like Lindsay's baby and she has gotten a hundred percent more animated. She's throwing those hands around. She's excited. So if you hear her talking more than I am, it's because she is the motivation queen and I am but a lowly peasant who is not motivated. I will say like I am motivated and productive almost to a fault. Like I really do run myself into the ground. So if you see me like getting shit done, just know that I often have trouble relaxing, you know? So there is a balance here that I am trying to work towards from the other end. Totally. And I think that's a good example of like feeling like other people have it all together. They don't. Like you have it together in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but like there are some things you seriously need to work on. Thank still. you. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's what sisters are for, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So aside from community, so we're kind of going from big to small. So Something else you can control that can help you feel a bit more motivated is having a productive space. So organizing and cleaning your space for a reset. I will not be chiming in on this because I, my life is a mess. Thank you. <laughs> I actually think you should maybe get a notebook and take some notes while I speak here. So how are you going to feel motivated in a messy and cluttered environment? Like messes are both a distraction because you might feel inclined to get up halfway through your task and you know, tidy up a bit. I find this really hard when we're doing school and work from home because I always used to go out to a cafe where there was no like chores or distractions at home. But also messes are just like a huge energy suck. I don't know if you've heard of Feng Shui, but the concept, it basically teaches how to harmonize your energy between you and your space. And then when there's excess clutter, the energy can't flow and it gets stagnant. So naturally you also feel stagnant. Now we're going to move into what is actually my territory, um, self-care habits. So this is equally as important as productive habits, which we're going to get to. But to start off, 
journaling is great. So journaling exercises about your future self, living out your best life. Like we love that. I love the um, faith gratitude journaling. So it's literally you sit down and write about how it feels to be living in your dream home or, you know, marrying your partner, achieving what you want to in your career, making the money you want, whatever, but you write it like you are currently living it. Yeah, I found this super helpful. I kind of hit like a rut right before exams um, last semester. And this really helped me to just like reignite my spark in situations where you feel like you've lost the string of things and like the reason why you even started in the first place. Like I was like deep into school about to go in exams and I was like, oh my God, like, why am I even here? Like, I'm so stressed and this is not like where I want to be right now. But then journaling about how awesome my future practice is going to be and how great I'm going to feel like really, really helped. Yeah. So one interesting thing to note here too is our brains don't fully differentiate between reality and fiction, which is why you feel such intense feelings when you like watch movies or whatever. But in the same way, journaling, which is kind of fiction because you're talking about a potential future, you can still generate the feelings like you already have that stuff, which is why it can be so motivating. And why manifestation is a great tool. Absolutely. So another thing that I am working towards, I'll just put an asterisk on this one, I am working on this, is giving yourself time off. Like while you're grinding and doing the same thing day in and day out, not giving yourself time to relax and connect with other people. Like I have learned it only burns you out and it causes you to lose that spark like 10 times quicker. I think another thing that's important to know that actually came from your experience is that doing more does not always guarantee more results. Like I think you're talking about that with your grades. It's like this past time, I think you studied less than you usually had Mm -hmm. and you still did like just as well. Just as well. Like not kidding. It was ridiculous. Um, (laughs) If you're feeling stuck, and again, I am working on this, (laughs) give yourself permission to stop thinking about it for a second, for an afternoon, for a day, for a weekend, whatever. Come back to the idea when you feel refreshed. I personally, this past weekend, had a day. It was the start of my period and I did not get enough done. I scrolled social media incessantly and I was so pissed at myself because I had stuff to do and I just didn't do it. And the next day I forgave myself for that, you know, and just chalked it up as I needed that, I needed to relax and moved on. I think this is kind of where the concept of like sleeping on stuff comes from, because even if you're not actively working on something, your brain is probably still processing it in the background, which was why if you sleep on it or like you you stop actively thinking about it, sometimes you come back and you're like, oh, I totally have a solution or like a new idea. So that's why it is important to take time away from stuff, especially if it is frustrating you. And especially like if you're not feeling that creative spark, like give yourself a rest. And going off of this, fill your cup. Like not with booze. <laughs> I wasn't even playing. I was curious. <laughs> um, no, fill your cup, like your internal cup of energy and happiness and passion. Um, I definitely found this, again, listen to our episode about why we quit our jobs, but I was feeling this when I was just doing school and work and school and work and nothing else. I wasn't working on any of my creative or business project, and I just felt super unfulfilled. So 
as with giving yourself time off, giving yourself the time and space to do things that bring you joy are equally as important. Like this can help top up your fuel stores when you're feeling that low motivation. Yes. Fill up your cup with things like matcha lattes. That's what we do. (laughs) No, but along with that, I think it's great. And one thing we're quite good at, I think, is to give yourself little treats during the day too, as like little top ups. Like we have lots of matcha lattes in this house and we, you know, went so far as to get the like bougie milk foamer and Mm -hmm. bougie matcha whisk. But like, honestly, it brings me so much joy that it is totally worth it. Yes. So finding things like that is really useful that you can just do in like five, 10 minutes. Find your matcha lattes. Find your matcha lattes. And then lastly, for just this self-care section is don't dwell on past failures. So like I said, this past weekend, I had a day where I just did jack all, honestly, or it felt like that because looking back on the day, I did do some things, but I don't know. I just felt like absolute crap, but I am very big on not throwing yourself a pity party, nor do I attend pity parties, as Max will attest to. She gets really grumpy when I'm grumpy. Anyways, <laughs> um, I just wanted to, to put a little nuance to that to say, don't dwell on past failures does not mean ignore them and go barreling onwards. It What it means is you don't allow it to keep you down. You forgive yourself, you acknowledge the feelings, and you learn from it. And this can take a little bit, which is why I do still have little pity parties for myself, but they never last very long. But it is important to let yourself feel the failure. It is important to let yourself feel. It's just important that you don't get stuck in that. Moving on to productive habits. My favorite things (laughs) is identify tasks or projects or commitments that are absolutely sucking the life out of you, sucking your energy, and cut them out of your life or delegate them if there's something that is like absolutely necessary. It's very easy to get caught up in busy work, in commitments you were guilted into, or being the go-to friend who people go to just unload all of their problems onto. So identify what commitments drain your energy. What ones do you just like not look forward to, loathe, like grit your teeth thinking about it and let them go. If you spend time doing things that you dislike doing, but quote unquote have to do, which those might be, you know, potentially for work, like if you have to do admin tasks or something, consider whether you can exchange money to pay someone else to do it for your time and your sanity. I think another important point to add on to this, particularly if money is not a thing you have in surplus to pay someone else to do it, is if you can identify what about it is sucking your energy, that can be really good. For example, one thing I enjoy doing, but I put off incessantly is editing. Like, I I don't know why exactly until, you know, I, I sort of really looked at it and I realized, A big part of why it felt like such a time suck is because I felt like I didn't really know what I was doing and I wasn't producing the quality I wanted to, which meant what I actually needed to do was set aside time to learn and to do better to make it feel less like an energy suck. Another thing you might want to try is to prioritize your time. So don't try to do it all at once. Break your big goals down into smaller goals. And again, plugging the goal setting podcast that we have previously recorded to help with that. And prioritize your tasks for the day. And then this is the big part is stop when you're finished. I think along with that, 
it is better to overestimate how much time it is going to take you. I know for me, I routinely was like, oh yeah, I can do this entire thing, like four hours of work in one day. But it's like, don't do that to yourself. You know, break it into smaller chunks or overestimate the time you have. Because the worst thing that happens is you get to have a break. Exactly. Yeah. I have a four hour long lecture and I, you know, despise Thursdays because of it, because last week he went over 200 slides. So that means I have 200 slides to make notes on, but I've started developing a weekly schedule and I actually scheduled that over four days and it felt so much more manageable. And like I said, you prioritize that, but then you stop when you're finished. I didn't do the next day's notes. I stopped at that task and said, okay, that's it. I also really think with this that like I try to break my day up into chunks of like an hour or like maybe two hours of working on something. I don't try to like work on one thing for four hours. And I think, you know, having chunks of time to do things, but then being able to switch gears also helps you not get stuck feeling like you're making less and less progress. Like you probably get more work done in the first hour of a two hour time slot than you do in the second hour. So do stuff while you're fresh and feeling good and then stop and move to something else when you're feeling lower energy. Definitely. This is something I learned when I was trying to modify my study schedule is initially I actually put aside like a three hour chunk and I would be done, like done by the second hour. When you're like, okay, no, I'm only giving myself an hour and a half to do this. And then I give myself a half hour off. And that sounds like a lot of time off, but then you actually are way more productive. And I think your brain actually retains things better because it has a sense of urgency. Totally. There's there's a big thing, you know, I've heard about like, if you say a task is going to take you a month, it will take you a month. And if you say the same task is going to take you six months, it will take you six months. You know, it doesn't matter how much work it is, but creating a little sense of urgency or like, I'm only going to work on it for this long will make you work on it more and spend less time getting distracted because you have so much time to fill. Mm -hmm. So include those start and stop times for priority tasks for the day, but then also schedule in your downtime, your non-productive time, and your creative tasks to round out your day and fill your cup. I think it's really good to, to make time to do nothing. And I don't mean do nothing like be scrolling on your phone. I mean like get off of social media and just do nothing and see what happens and what you feel like doing. I think having time for that is so wonderful and we don't have enough of it. You know, I know that if I have time where I feel like I could be doing things, but I don't want to, I still feel that guilt and it's not really restful. But if I'm like, no, today I'm absolutely not doing anything productive unless it feels good, then I feel so much better. And having downtime or like nothing time and, you know, you can engage in like, I like to read, you can do whatever creative pursuits you like, but literally just like, I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm just going to do whatever feels good for this half hour or hour or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just want to follow up like with getting off of social media, like it's so easy to get into the bubble of what other people's success looks like of dreaming like to be exactly like them and getting caught up in the comparison game. But if you take a break off social media, like you can think about like, what do you want your life to look like? Think about like what your ideal day, your ideal life looks like, and that might help you 
gain some motivation because you're not comparing yourself to everybody else and you're thinking about what will actually make you happy. Basically all of success and all like the good stuff in our lives is built off of habits. If you make it a habit to connect with people, if you make it a habit to connect with yourself, and if you make it a habit to do productive things, that is what's going to carry you through. You know, motivation is very fleeting. And even if, you know, action produces motivation, it doesn't always produce motivation. But saying I'm going to do this thing every single day and then doing it makes it easier. And that's how you actually get things done. It's not some big magic, you know, suddenly you just feel motivated all the time. It's little steps you do all the time. I love habits. I love habits so much. Like you have to stick with it. When you fall off the wagon, that's okay. That's human nature. Like life changes. You get curveballs thrown at you, no problem. But if you don't hop back on that bandwagon and stick with it to overcome, you know, the lack of motivation that you initially have, you're never going to get that motivation back. So you have to A, create a routine and B, stick with it. Like Max was saying, motivation usually comes after the fact. So you have to stick with it in order to feel motivated later on. A tool that I really like to use is my Building Better Habits tracker that keeps me accountable and also provides like a visual motivator. So if you want to download that, you can go to my website, which is lindsaymckenzie.ca forward slash habit dash tracker. And lastly, something that I find really helps is with motivation is thinking about your future self. I almost do this to a fault where I almost live too much for my future self, but I like to get things done so that future me doesn't have to deal with the stress of an added task on a busy day. We all feel stuck sometimes. The trick is not to stay stuck for too long. Motivation comes after action, so the sooner you get the ball rolling, the sooner you'll feel motivated to stick with your habits. Basically, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Small steps can turn into big changes. You just have to stick with them and believe you have the power to make changes. Thanks so much for hitting play today. If you liked today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share it on your feed, or leave a review. You can find Lindsay online at Lindsay Mick on Instagram, Pinterest, or Facebook. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-M-C-K-K. You can find me, Max, on Twitter and YouTube at Life of Wads. That's L-I-F-E-O-F-W-A-D-S. We hope you'll join us again on the next episode of the Dealing With It podcast. Thanks for listening. 